You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like this episode and want to stay tuned for the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, or catch up on previous episodes you might have missed, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so doesn't cost you a single cent and ensures you never miss another episode. Plus, we love it and appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On tonight's episode, I wanted to continue our wonderful series of end-of-season awards, and certainly the Jets have had a few ones. We've done MVP, we've done Biggest Surprise Player, um, a couple of others, maybe Most Improved or Bounce Back Season, which, you know, we talked about Matthew Perot coming back and being really effective. Best Young Gun Award, which we gave to Vili Heinola, even though he's only played a few games, he's still been very impressive. So tonight, I wanted to move on to a few more awards, some of which are going to be very interesting for folks. Maybe it sounds like I made them up on the spot, which I probably did. Gotta fill that time in between Winnipeg Jets games with something. That said, I don't think you're going to complain about some of these awards. I think a few of these are going to be fan favorites for some players. Our first award is going to be one that is very controversial, I'm sure, because... This is the Grittiest Player of the Season Award, and I think a lot of people, when you think about grit and grindiness and what defines that, a lot of people are like, well, you gotta be physical, you have to be strong, willing to fight in the corners, and this often kind of resorts to, like, fourth-line plugs, which, you know, I think a lot of those guys do have a lot of sandpaper, they are gritty, they are strong, they will drop the gloves, but for me, grit is persistence, it's desire, passion. And fighting spirit, and it's something that, in a lot of ways, I think the modern NHL actually has lots of players who are gritty, but people don't see it that way. And for that reason, I've selected Neil Pionk. Now, I know Neil is probably one of those guys that a lot of people look at, and you see his small stature, and you think to yourself, well, is he really that gritty? Is he really a fighter? And yet, when you watch him play, and when you watch him use his body, and how he virtually throws himself at the play, and and desperately tries to make things happen at all times, even if he's not always successful, I feel like his persistence, his tireless work ethic, and his constant desire to create or to set up opportunities, clear the defensive zone, and just generally get stuff going makes him, for me, the grittiest player on the team. I think the way that he plays, his constant energy, his pace, his physicality, his strength, I mean, this is a guy who just does not really seem to take a shift off. It's rare that I find a skilled player who has this sort of drive and motivation, and I really feel like Neil over the seasons has really worked to improve his game, round out his skill sets, try to refine a lot of the issues that he used to have, especially defensively, and he's formed himself into a really good top 4 D-man, like a guy who might even be fringe first pairing, if not very high-end second pairing. So I think in a lot of ways, Pionk for me, he is that symbol of grit. He's persistent, he's dogged, he has determination, and he's genuinely a player that if he were offered a, a captaincy in terms of like an assistant captain on his shoulder or maybe a C down the road, I, I would not be opposed to it. He's an extremely natural leader. I think his actions on the ice speak for themselves. I think the way that he approaches his job and his position are, are certainly professional, but also consistent. 
this guy, even when he's struggling, is always trying to do something. There aren't shifts where you can watch him and think he's not really engaged. He's always throwing himself into plays, whether it's physical checks, trying to, you know, create passing lanes and stuff. I just really like him. There aren't many players that I felt this way about in terms of guys who, especially uh, from where Pionk started, as like a guy who was basically a fringe third-pairing defender, I didn't imagine him to grow into something like this. He's turned his career around in Winnipeg, he's become a top 4D man that the Jets basically view as Mr. Reliable, and I really feel like, as far as guys who deserve a letter on their shoulder at some point, there are very few players I can point to other than Pionk. Now, on a related note, there were probably a couple of runners-up, and I think one of the runners-up that most people are, are expecting in some capacity is Adam Lowry. And I think Lowry is a very fair choice. The only thing with Adam is that he's continually the same kind of player, and I think in a lot of ways, for as much as he involves himself in the play and certainly uses his physicality and size and strength, I have to say that Pionk for me was just even more persistent and at times almost fanatical in his approach to his play. It's something that I don't really know how to describe, I just feel like every time I watch Pionk there's something happening with him. He's always trying something, whether it's successful or not, and so for that reason I kind of gave Pionk the edge here, and also I just feel like in terms of what he means to this team and what he's given to the Jets, I just have to give him this award. The other player that might have qualified for this, and I think it's a very interesting mention because probably not many people would, would suggest it, but I would have to say Matthew Perot definitely deserves a shout. He would have been a finalist, top three, certainly one of the grittiest players on this team. He's very persistent in the corners, he's extremely pest-like, and he's kind of a buzzsaw of offense down low. I really love watching the way that he uses space, the way that he can attack different passing and shooting lanes, and his general approach to, to using his physicality and strength despite a diminutive stature. He and Pionk appear to have taken lessons together, and Pionk has definitely learned some things from how Perot shifts his weight and cuts inside against opposing skaters to either dispossess them or also just truck them, really. Like, Pionk will actually throw pretty physical checks, and the same can be said for Perot. Perot is very good at knocking opponents off balance. And Matty P is just such a pest and, and very persistent in the corners. So I feel like, you know, this year we had a number of really good candidates. Pionk was, for me, a, a very clear choice, but I don't think that you could really go wrong nominating some of these other guys. The Jets are at times a very gritty team. It's something that I think has defined the team for many years. I think Winnipeg loves their hardworking players. There are some guys on the team who maybe don't quite have that same level of work ethic, but certainly... The guys that do uh, definitely earn the support of the fans. They love them. And hopefully you grow to love Neil Pionk's commitment to just throwing himself at every single play as much as I do. Yeah, it doesn't always work, but certainly it is fun to watch. And I have to say, Neil, you've done a really great job for the team. Thanks for becoming a Jet. Hopefully Winnipeg can find a way to make it a long-term thing. We will continue our wonderful award series for the end of the season, but before then, I did want to tell you something about winning, and especially winning with investments. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading, what does any of it mean? If you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you need to open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Investing can be super complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trading, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market anxiously every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you can control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Don't delay. Go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. 
Welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are doing our end of season awards, some of which I have definitely made up and are definitely not real, but you know what? We love them anyways. Or at least I hope you like them. I don't know. I love them. We've gone through some very obvious picks, and I think, uh, you know, for MVP and stuff, I think everyone knew it was like Nikolai Ehlers and Cotter Hellebuck, and then, you know, most improved maybe would be Matthew Perot. We're now starting to get into the more interesting awards. Our next award is Mr. Reliable, the player that, for me, embodies the most consistent, performing, stable, and every down sort of player. Somebody that, no matter what, through thick and thin, you would trust with your life. Actually, one of our returning winners is going to be featuring in this award, and it's going to be Connor Hellebuck. Now, I know Hellebuck this year maybe looks a little more normal than you would expect. He's been a a bit less superhuman in comparison to last year, in which he basically seemed to stop everything between here, the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything in between. But when the chips are down, the cards are handed out, and I, I look at everything the Jets have on hand, I really have to imagine that the only person I truly trust implicitly is Connor Hellebuck. There are very few players that I can say that about, but in those most decisive moments, I really feel like Hellebuck is often the difference. This year, again, the past past couple of weeks, he's maybe looked a little more immortal than usual, but I, I have to say, I can't really blame him for it. I mean, he's been carrying the Jets for a couple of seasons now, and it's hard to really get mad at him when he's consistently bailing out the Jets' D almost every single night. Like any goalie, he will have some ups and downs, especially when he's facing certain teams that seem to get the better of him. You know, the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid, for some reason, just seem to be his kryptonite. But that's pretty much every team McDavid plays against. McDavid doesn't even have to have the world's most strongest release in order to really deceive and fool you and score very easily. He just has to find the right shooting angle and hit you with a little bit of a stutter step. All that said, it is ride or die with Hellebuck, and I really feel like he's been the reason that the Jets have often made the postseason over the past couple of seasons. You know, for all the goal scoring and stuff that the Jets have, oftentimes they've really struggled to create 5v5 offense as a product of the systems and the coaching, and also at times a weird arrangement of the talent. But through thick and thin, Connor Hellebuck remains one of the most impressive and reliable players on this team, and you basically know what you're getting with him just about every single game. When he makes a mistake or allows a real stinker, it seems to be more out of the ordinary than something you would expect. So overall, Hellebuck very good. This next award is maybe not as positive, and I think it's one that some folks will probably have a couple of different candidates for, but I think this award, or I guess it's not really an award, but it's sort of a title or something like that, is probably the player that I expected more from the most, and in many ways it's got to be Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I think it's not really on Dubois so much as it is the fact that he's not really fitting in with the way that the Jets coach and manage the team. You know, Dubois is very much somebody who likes to drop a little the, the face-off circles, hits the goal line area, likes to create chaos in front of the net, and he's also very effective off the rush. The problem is that Winnipeg doesn't really use him like that at all, and oftentimes, when he's playing with somebody like Nikolai Ehlers, Ehlers is basically a puck hog and really dominant in possession, which is positive. That's a good thing, don't get me wrong. You want Ehlers controlling the pace of play. But unfortunately, Dubois often seems disconnected from his linemates, and I don't think it's a lack of effort or anything. I think it's more like he just has an issue fitting in, especially chemistry-wise, and with the tactical systems in place. The Jets aren't really using him to the fullest of his abilities. I was kind of hoping that he would hit the ground running, but I I also didn't entirely expect it either. While I had this award for, like, players who didn't quite meet expectations, I also have to be fair to Dubois and say that I don't really feel like 
you know, thus far the transition has been the kind of process that you'd hope for. I think in a lot of ways Dubois is still finding his feet in Winnipeg, and it's probably going to take the rest of the season for him to start to feel more comfortable. We're already seeing a few signs of progress, I have to say. The past few games he's definitely been more of an offensive force, and certainly more engaged alongside his teammates. It seems like he's starting to get the hang of it. It is still going to take him time to adjust his game, and sort of adjust to the line mate changes because oftentimes he's getting moved up and down the lineup at will, especially as Maurice juggles both injuries and trying to find the right fit for PLD. I think there is a place for Dubois, especially in the first or second line somewhere. It just has to be the right chemistry, the right systems, and the right line mates. And right now, the, the team isn't really equipped to give him that. Until the coaching staff recognizes where Dubois is struggling, the rest of the, the team is not really going to latch on to him quite yet. We really need to see the, the version of him that existed in Columbus when he was capable of rushing in and really dominating offensive slot chances when he was just sort of driving towards the net and using his really soft hands to get really great goal-scoring opportunities. I don't think it's inconceivable we see that next year, but it is going to take some work and hopefully he's committed for the long haul. I would really like to see Dubois become Winnipeg's second-line center if it's not Cole Perfetti, but if he ends up being a really high-end play-driving wing, I'd love that too. Either way, just find a way to make him work. Get him into the lineup, get him really producing and, and working as a, a top line or second line forward and go from there. You know, he is a very exciting player and I think he has a lot of the same tool sets and skills that the Jets tend to really enjoy. It's just a matter of finding out the best way to use them. I'd be curious to know what players you found the most disappointing because I feel like Josh Morrissey will be up there, although I sort of expected it. With Morrissey, I'm not really surprised that he struggled this year. It's just, uh, it's a thing with him and I, I think it's going to continue to be a problem until we find him a true number one pairing partner. Let me know which player you thought you would expect more from this year um, at HLLivingLocal and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. In just a moment, we are going to drop our next and final award of this series. It is the most under-the-radar player. And you may know who I'm thinking of, or maybe you don't because you just don't care. Either way, you'll be able to find out in just a moment. Before then, though, I simply gotta tell you about the greatness of Built Bar. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that I'm personally a huge fan of Built Bars. But if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It tastes like a candy bar and it's coated in 100% chocolate with a soft, chewy interior. There's an assortment of nine delicious flavors that are considered the originals or like the base flavors, but Built Bar often has some really cool limited edition ones. So keep checking back to BuiltBar.com and subscribe for notifications. The nine original flavors include favorites like cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, and so many more. If you can't choose between one or two flavors, be sure to check out the variety box, which includes two of all nine flavors, so you get the best of both worlds. As great as these flavors are, and believe me, their flavors are fantastic, they're even better for you. With most Built Bars coming in between 130 and 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. To place your order, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. When it comes to the wild, wonderful world of online betting, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should look no further than BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL Draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back with the first leg of the Triple Crown. Check in on all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, horse racing, international soccer, and countless other sports. BetOnline truly is your one-stop shop for everything you need related to your favorite teams and sports. Before the next pitcher face-off, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and enter a few contests. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get in on the action today as all of your favorite teams chase their playoff dreams. 
Register for a free account at betonline.ag, and when you do, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% matched welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to these closing thoughts on our award show for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, We are thinking about somebody who's gone under the radar as a diamond in the rough, a player that has exemplified a lot of really good traits, very good skill sets, and constantly makes a lot of the very small plays that people don't necessarily pick up on, and yet does it well enough to be a constantly positive force on the ice. Barring a few bad games here and there, this guy, I feel like, he just has an every-down mentality, and he's constantly searching for the details and trying to help out his teammates. Oftentimes, you find him cleaning up for somebody else's mistake, and it makes him one of the more interesting players that doesn't really get a whole lot of attention. If you know me, you know that I'm going to say it's Dylan DeMello. Now, I know a lot of people out there are probably like, what's special about Dylan DeMello? He just looks like an ordinary third-pairing D. But what DeMello does so well is that he effectively translates a lot of very simple skill sets into consistently repeatable outcomes. And those outcomes are frequently positive. DeMello can make good breakout passes, he can transition the puck up the ice in possession, he's good at shoring up details inside the defensive zone by cleaning up turnovers, and also taking out marks where maybe his line mates or his defensive partner ends up making a mistake. He tries to cover for them, sometimes a little too aggressively, but in general, DeMello was just really good at a lot of the simple stuff. If you gave him like a really steady, solid pairing partner, somebody like, say, Vili Heinola, I think you would start to see why DeMello is such a special player. He's a smart guy in that he constantly understands where he should be and how he needs to get there, and I think that makes his game... It looks like a meat and potatoes kind of game, but when you realize the amount of zone keeps he has the cleanups behind his own goalie, and and certainly a lot of the defensive reads that he makes, you start to understand why DeMello has consistently put up really strong on-ice underlying numbers. He's certainly Winnipeg's most defensively responsible blue liner by a fair mile, and it's it's hard to really find anyone else who has the sort of impact that he does consistently. DeMello is a very good force, certainly somebody that you can pair with a young rookie like Heinola, He'll clean up Vili Heinola's mistakes, and he can also serve as a really effective outlet, and it unlocks a lot of what Heinola does so well. If you give Vili somebody who's very stable, very smart, and understands that Heinola will aggressively activate frequently, it allows Vili to feel comfortable doing it. And it also frees up DeMello to have a really underrated offensive aspect of his game. This year, I think it became very prevalent that when he was on the right side in the offensive zone, he was actually activating pretty aggressively. You can see him picking really good shooting lanes, he's got very good distribution and passing, and his vision is up there. Is DeMello an offensive wonderkind or like a really elite first pairing D? Probably not, but as like a number two, DeMello is extremely good and extremely reliable. And because he doesn't get a whole lot of ice time, it's really hard to convince people of his quality. For some reason, the coaching staff doesn't trust him and it blows my mind because of the defenders I trust the most, you know, DeMello is up there with other guys like Heinola and Pionk. In fact, DeMello is the most trustworthy defender on the team. He honestly should be playing alongside Josh Morrissey on almost every single shift, and the fact that he's not is sort of mind-blowing. I get that injuries and stuff have certainly played a role, but when you see the fact that Tucker Pullman has been playing alongside Josh Morrissey for most of the season, and you see a lot of the other pairings, oftentimes like Heinola DeMello and then Stanley DeMello, they treat DeMello like he needs to be sheltered. He doesn't. He's a veteran D with tons of NHL experience and certainly brings a very good element of stability to Winnipeg's back end. So the fact that he's not playing regularly when he got really good results alongside Josh Morrissey, it's kind of mind-blowing. If Winnipeg finally goes back to Morrissey-DeMello, I think you're going to have a much better playoff run, potentially one that's going to be longer than what we're projecting right now. So, you know, give 
Give DeMello the ice time that he deserves. He shouldn't be an underrated, undervalued player. He needs to be getting tons of ice time. He should be on that first pairing. Let him show his qualities and convince Winnipeg fans that he really is somebody who needs to be in the top four. He really is the most underrated player on this roster and, and has been such a steadying force whenever he's on the ice. I'd be curious to know if you have a candidate for most underappreciated player this season. I can't think of too many more than Dylan DeMello, but maybe you have a different idea. Let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. That is going to wrap up our end of season awards, though. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this. I, I certainly have had fun coming up with a few different awards and some qualifications for some of these guys. We will start our playoff coverage and preview stuff next week, so stay tuned for the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets playoff hockey coverage. For tonight's show, though, that will do it. Before you log off, don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite shows. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.